Alright, what's up and hello, welcome to the Lunch Table Sports Podcast, this is episode 3, and this episode is going to be a little bit different, just slightly different, and uh, most of the time talking about sports events that are really current, that are happening right now, and are just really interesting to talk about, like um, last episode was about how the NFL season was just about to start, and um, yeah, it, it was fun fun episode, but um, today it's a little bit dated because this took place about a week or two ago, but uh, I'm going to talk about how three of the most legendary NBA players ever got inducted into the Hall of Fame and the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame and really, really happy for them, but also makes me feel really old. And I'm just going to talk about their legacies for a minute and yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, obviously those three players, if you haven't heard before, or haven't heard already, were Yao Ming, the Ming Dynasty himself, Shaquille O'Neal, and one and only Allen Iverson. And um, I'm just going to go through each of these three and talk about um, my experiences watching them, what I gathered from that, what I learned from it. Um, this is really um, the lasting impact that they have, uh, that they've had on me, what the hell they've had on the whole sport of basketball um, here and throughout the world. And they've been three of the most influential players to ever play. And and um, not only were they amazing, amazing, amazing players on the court, but they were just so influential off the court as well in their personalities and in what they did. Um, that that is a big reason of why that they will never be forgotten for who they were and who they still are but um, yeah first I'm going to talk about Yao Ming and um, Yao Ming when I was young I was maybe around eight or so um, when he and Tracy McGrady who is one of my favorite players of all time if not my favorite um, they were playing together for the Rockets and they had those great seasons, and um, unfortunately one of them would always get hurt, but um, they were one of the most talented teams in the NBA at that time, around the 2000, um, around the years between 2006 to 2008, they were really, really, really good, and um, Yao Ming was just a beast, Yao Ming was impossible to cover, he was seven foot six, and uh, obviously incredibly heavy twos in the um, 300s, but Yao Ming was one of the most skilled centers that I ever watched play. And I, I remember watching him go up against guys like Shaq or um, Tim Duncan and um, uh, other prominent big men in the, a in, in, in the NBA at that time, and he would just absolutely go to work. Man, that guy... Yao Ming could dribble, Yao Ming could shoot, Yao Ming could play with his back to the basket, Yao Ming could play face up, Yao Ming could even pass from the perimeter, he was a great passer, Yao Ming could defend, block shots are impossible to get um, shots past him sometimes just because his length and his timing were so good and Yao Ming was just an incredible, incredible player to watch and you could tell by watching him and by how his teammates talked about him, that he was a great teammate and he was a great um, voice in the locker room because he cared 
about winning and he cared about uh, about his teammates. So he was he was a really awesome player to watch, and I loved Yao Ming. I think uh, one of my favorite memories of Yao Ming was when uh, it was just getting to see him and Tracy McGrady always go to the All-Star game together wearing their West jerseys. And, um, and I loved it also when they went through, um, when they went through stretches. I didn't like it when one of them was hurt, but I loved that when one of them was hurt, the other would just play so lights out to pick it, pick it up for the other. And, um, and Yao Ming really had to carry the Rockets a lot of times. And Yao Ming in his prime, which unfortunately was cut short due to injury, uh, he was one of the most talented players that I ever personally watched um, play. And I just want to talk about how he was so influential to me watching him play. And, uh, and Yao Ming had a great impact all across the world. He brought um, Chinese basketball to huge prominence. Um, not just the fact that they have Chinese league that's starting to become um, more popular and we're... Um, retired NBA players and, and NBA players that can't find work here and other players of course go and play and it's actually been a pretty famous league now but um, but Yao Ming just exploded the popularity of NBA basketball in China and now a lot of NBA stars here are just they're so larger than life in China because of the popularity that Yao Ming brought to the sport, and um, Yao Ming was just a legend. Yao Ming was one of a kind. During his Hall of Fame speech um, um, a couple of weeks ago, he uh, he showed off that great sportsmanship that he's always had, and he was very gracious to his uh, competitors. He talked about them. He's very gracious to Yao uh, or to Shaq rather, and uh, and AI when he talked to them or about them. And Yao Ming was just a great, great guy. And um, yeah, loved playing him. Everybody that watched him loved playing him. And we all wish that um, he hadn't had those injuries that unfortunately cut his career short because his prime could have been um, really long and really could have done some things. I think he could have taken the Rockets very, very far um, had he stayed healthy. The second, I am going to talk about um, the one and only Shaquille O'Neal, the big Aristotle, um, the Shaqtus, whatever you want to call this guy, big diesel. Shaq was just crazy. <laughs> Shaq, um, Shaq was so big and so powerful but yet so skilled, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I think if Shaq could have shot free throws, that he would have been the most unstoppable player of all time. But even without being able to shoot free throws, he's in that conversation. That's how good Shaq was. And I remember watching um, Shaq play when I was young, and he was um, he had just moved on from the Orlando Magic, and he was playing for Lakers and him and Kobe went on their three-peat run and I just remember thinking how could a guy who's that big move so smoothly 
and be able to just some and make the passes that he could make the um, the moves that he did on offense and, and on defense as well. Um, Shaq was just a physical specimen. I've never the the world has never seen anything like him, and there are many people, myself included, that believe that if you match them up um, side by side and gave them the same level of competition, that um, that Shaq would be the most dominant big man in NBA history, just past Wilt Chamberlain. And you could argue um, Bill Russell in there too, if you um, th- if you throw in his defense. So uh, just Shaq was Shaq was a legend. Shaq um, during his years with Kobe, of course, won the three NBA Finals in a row and was so unstoppable that nobody had an answer for him. And then, of course, they had uh, the split up with uh, him and Kobe just not both trying to be the leader of the team and. Neither one of them was going to yield to do things the way the other um, wanted them to do. And there was a lot of pride involved in that, too. But Shaq ended up with Dwayne Wade in Miami. And, of course, we all know what happened there. Won a championship over there. Then went to, um, I believe, the Phoenix Suns right after that. Ended up with the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers as well um, throughout his other stops in the NBA, but what we most remember for um, in Shaq is him and Penny Hardaway in Orlando Magic days at the beginning of his career, him and Kobe during his heyday as a Laker, and him and Dwayne Wade winning the championship in Miami, Shaq's fourth, and of course, we're always going to remember Shaq for his crazy off-court and on-court personality. I've never watched somebody play and just thought, wow, that guy is just so goofy. And Shaq made a lot of people love him for that. And, of course, a lot of people didn't like him for that. But it's it's impossible to ignore that Shaq has an amazing sense of humor. He's a very, very funny guy. And even though um, Kobe didn't agree with him a lot of times when they played together, and, of course, that led to them going separate ways. Um, Shaq and Kobe are great friends now, and it's it's great to see because those really are two of the best players of all time, and together they were probably the most unstoppable one-two punch of all time, and Shaq himself said that, and uh, I think a lot of people would agree that that's, that's absolutely the truth. And, um, yeah, of course there's, there's debates as to where he ranks with the big men of all time. Um... But as far as being a just dominating, unstoppable player, I personally believe Shaq is the best of all time in that respect. But um, So yeah, there's Shaq. And by the way, check out all three of these guys' Hall of Fame speeches on um, NBA.com or NBA's um, YouTube channel. And they are hilarious. These guys did a great job. And it's great to see their personalities still be out there and of course Shaq is still on uh, NBA on TNT so we still get to see Shaq be the crazy guy that we all know and love and we all appreciate Shaq in the full awesome awesome segment and he does a really really good job with that but last but definitely not least even though he's 
clearly the shortest of these guys is Allen Iverson. I remember when <laughs> when I was seven or eight around the time when I first started watching basketball, Allen Iverson became one of my favorite players to watch ever. And he is still up there for me because Allen Iverson was the most relentless um, competitor for his size that an NBA has ever seen. You can argue who's um, the best competitor in NBA history between... I would say it's definitely got to be between him and Kobe Bryant, but... Um, but no one could ever doubt Allen Iverson's will. And Allen Iverson went into the NBA. He was six feet tall. If you're being really generous, he was a short guy. And just had the most unstoppable offensive moves. The guy played his heart out every single possession of the game. And he put Philadelphia 76ers, not only put him on the map, um, they, they were still popular, but um, he took them to new heights. He put them on his back and led them all the way to the NBA Finals in 2001, which was also the year that he won the NBA MVP. And, um, and I heard yesterday on um, NBA, on a video by NBA.com that his scoring average of about 27 points a game for his career is one of the top 10 um, in NBA history. And that is incredibly impressive for a guy who's so small to be one of the best scorers in NBA history. And he did it all throughout his career. And that is just incredible. And people remember Allen Iverson not only for how he played on the court and how ridiculously good he was at crossing people up and embarrassing people. We all remember his original... Uh, breakout crossover against Michael Jordan that's been played so many times and his crossover against Tyron Lue where he just steps over him afterwards after he drains a shot and his putback dunks Allen Iverson was just a beast and uh, I, and I loved watching him back in the day but as, as I was about to say Allen Iverson was also so popular because he completely transformed the culture and the style of the NBA. Um, I don't know if, I mean, of course, anyone who is a serious NBA fan would remember that before Allen Iverson, people didn't do the shooting sleeve. They didn't really do the cornrows. They didn't do the headband nearly as much. They didn't do the saggy shorts and the, and, um, the whole just sort of, I, I don't know if you would call it a rap style, I guess, because Iverson did rap some, but he just brought a whole new um, side of culture to the NBA, and it was just such a big culture clash uh, for a little bit there about whether um, a lot of people that were old school didn't like that, a lot of people that were new school did, it was sort of similar to the the Fab Five in Michigan where they wanted their longer shorts, but um, Allen Iverson really made a huge impact on, on the game, and whether you're and for that style or not, you know, regardless, he made a huge impact and completely changed the way not only players act or play, but uh, the way they look on the court even. We still see players wearing shooting sleeves 
um, today. The cornrows aren't as popular anymore. I think Kawhi Leonard's one of the only ones rocking them. But, um, but wow, Allen Iverson really just changed the entire culture and fashion of the NBA, and he will always be remembered for that as well. And we couldn't forget this. Allen Iverson's practice rant, one of the funniest and most random things um, to happen during an NBA player uh, being interviewed. And, uh, of course, that got brought up during Yao's um, Hall of Fame speech, giving uh, Iverson a little bit of shade, but all meant in good fun, and it was hilarious. Um, go check out, by the way, on YouTube, 